0: You are listening to The Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, The Everyday Medium, produced by The Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans-channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hi Lumineers, welcome to The Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, The Everyday Medium, and I'm here today with... Sean Moore. I don't know how to introduce you. I really want to make it sound spectacular because you are, and I have met you a handful of times, and I've just instantly been attracted to your light. I know what you do. I don't know how to explain it, which is kind of what the podcast is going to be about. A lot of what you (laughs) offer and what you do. Now, I first met you at a sound healing with Danielle Hall of Sound Embrace, and I saw you... You were loading instruments in and out of the car. (laughs) Can I call them instruments? Sound bowls, gongs, things like this. And I thought, there's a person. There's somebody I need to know. I was like, that's somebody who works the way that I do. What I mean by that is you are somebody who's authentic and you shine your light exactly the way that you want to. And you don't alter it for the next person who walks in the room. And for me, I find that just astounding. A lot of us, I believe, still waver in wanting to be our best for the other person rather than be our best for ourselves. Mm. And then you showed up to our meeting of the minds.
1: Great event. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) The Center for Love and Light, we host quarterly this kind of collective getting companies and entrepreneurs together to really talk about what they do. And I was like, hey, Sean, I really want you to speak up. You know, what are you doing these days? And that's when I really learned. You have a podcast, yes? Yeah. Called the Mindful Rebel Podcast, where mindfulness and leadership intersect. And this can be found on.
1: It's on Anchor and any major podcast platforms. Awesome. Yeah. And you
0: have a website, <laughs> seanjmore.com. And we're going to spell that for you, Lumineers, beneath the link here so you don't have to worry about trying to remember if it's an S H A W. And or so forth. What the wicked S E
1: A N, you know? The wicked <laughs> ones. That's the wicked twin brother.
0: <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> and um, so I found out you had a podcast, but then you spoke up at the meeting of the minds and you were like, Listen, I help you. I help you become exactly who you want to be. And you talked about your strengths coaching, you talked about your branding services. And you have this thing where you facilitate experiences to align your creative energy. And I thought, that's it. That's who he is authentically. And he's willing to duplicate himself, like to let others find that strength. Commonly, when I find people who shine so bright, they want people to come in underneath them and stay underneath them and be a follower or be the constant student or... You know, there's a, a glass ceiling there, yeah. right? Because if you're a leader, then you need the followers. And that's not you. No. It's not you. <laughs> it's just really not. And you like to bring the people in and say, no, get ahead of me. Go. Go as high as you can. Like, I am where I want to be. You do what you need to do. Ah, I love it so much. So I want to hear more about how you facilitate the experiences. What is that? And before Lumineers, we were talking about this assessment he does, which I am i want you to bring this back up because I'm thinking we all need to get in there and take this thing.
1: I think, listen, it's it's life-changing. See? It's life-changing.
0: There you have it. <laughs> so stay tuned to find out what that test is all about. But Sean, take a moment and explain kind of where you came from and how you found your footing. And please share with us... and, and I don't think this is going to be the first time you've heard somebody say these words to you, complimenting you on your strength and allowing others to play as big as they need to around you. But how did you learn that and how did you come into that kind of vibration in your life?
1: Sure. Um, and I, I want to start by saying thank you for uh, saying that. I think sometimes we need reminders of where we are, um, and how we're navigating in spaces. And so I needed that this morning. So thank you. <laughs>
0: bowing down to you, bowing down. Sean. <laughs> thank
1: you. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's been a, a rocky road and I only say rocky road in terms of being able to name what I do. Um, I would say maybe about two or three years ago, I was in a weird space where I felt like I had my hands in a lot of pots, but I didn't understand how it all connected and how it really made sense. So, um, Career wise, I've always, I've been in student affairs for about 10 years. That's what I, my, my day job. Yeah. Uh, so those air quotes, <laughs> the, the day air job. Quotes. Uh, you know, as soon as I graduated from undergrad, I immediately, um, stepped into the field of, of higher ed and student affairs. You know, initially I wanted to be a communications, public relations specialist in the entertainment business, right? That's what I wanted to do because it sounded glamorous. It sounded great. Uh, but in my undergraduate experience, I realized there were a lot of folks that poured back into me in a, in a way that made me successful um, and it was really organic for them to do so. And I wanted to hold that same space for other people. And so that became very natural and organic for me in the field of student affairs, working with students and being able to help them. I think that's probably the earliest sign of the work, being able to really pour into other people so that they can walk in their truth and in their light. Um, and that happened in student affairs. And so I've, I've had a lot of student leadership roles, um, uh, jobs working with um, Programs that teach leadership in particular. And that's kind of what I do now at Morehouse College. Um, I'm an associate dean for residential education. And I teach a few leadership classes and get a chance to work with students in that capacity. But I've had this kind of weird parallel space where I've done other things yes. Um that have also now I would say in the last year, I've been able to name it, that it all really runs together and it works um, in the same space. And so I, I would say as long as I've been in student affairs, I've been a graphic designer as well. And so, you know, in my own time and figuring out how I'm moving in spaces, I kind of minimalized that work a little bit where I was just like, I'm just a graphic designer. I just, you know, do a few things on the computer and make a few flyers for folks. But when I really sat down and kind of evaluated what I'm doing, it's. Helping people understand their business better um, so that their business, um, their ideas, their creative energy can really be able to shine in a way that makes sense for them so that the world can see the products that they're doing. So if I'm making a logo for someone, um, I want them to get the highest level of impact for the work that they're doing. And so I put that into the work that I do for them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of the same work I'm doing. With students, uh-huh. um, So I started making those kind of connections. And then for me, also, the mindfulness work has always been something that's been really important to me. Um, I've had my own meditation practice as far back as like high school. What? Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, stop right there. We're in a stream of consciousness, but when you throw that down, mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. How did you find meditation?
1: Sure. So uh, in AP English, I read a book called Siddhartha, um, and that was the book <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So actually one of my favorite books. And that was the book that one, um, opened my eyes to Buddhism in general. Um, but in that exploration, I started to think about meditation as a way to balance out some of the stressors I was dealing with with, you know, my personal life, with family. Um, I've always kind of been that high achieving kid. So I, some self induced stress <laughs> with that. Um, and so meditation has been something that, um, I've had a, long off and on relationship with from high school where I would, you know, I would be in those spaces where I'm I'm meditating daily and seeing what that looks like and what's really suited for me. And then, you know, I'd fall off maybe a year and I'm like, I got to circle back around to this because this is something that really suits me. And so um, that has been something that's been with me for for a minute.
0: Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up two different places. (laughs) So I was born in Texas. Um, Originally, I'm a Air Force Brett. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah, both of my parents were in the Air Force. Um, and I grew up on a base and then, um, we ended up moving to Baltimore, uh, to live with my mom's side of the family for a little bit. Um, I think that was around fifth grade. Forgive me. I forget how old you are in the fifth grade, but that was around fifth grade. Um, we moved to Baltimore and, um, that's where I think a lot of my developmental pieces came in while I was there. But, um, it's always been a, been a big piece for me to figure out what achievement looks like and, and kind of falling mm-hmm. into to leadership um, overall. Um, my parents pushed me a lot, uh, which was, was, was always a good thing in terms of, you know, being involved in school, figuring out things that are really important to me. And so I think they've given me that fire to really be able to explore um, the things that really mean something for me in that way.
0: I just find it so fascinating that you found that book out of so many and decided, yeah, that works for me. That's a, that's a fit and and decided that's what you were going to do. Yeah. Cuz I mean in high school kids can be so mean, man. They can probably look at you and be like, what are you doing, Sean?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I would say for that, it took me a while to be able to articulate and share what that looked like. So, you know, reading Siddhartha, you know, I started doing my own readings. You know, I always had a, a job, you know, summer job or different things like that. So I would purchase my own books um that would make sense for me. I've always been a bookworm, always, always reading. Um, And that gave me the opportunity to really kind of do some internal exploration around like Buddhism and what that looked like for me, and how that fit for me, you know, I grew up in a Christian household, and um it took me a while to get to a point where I was talking to my parents about that, and you know not feeling like they're like, "Oh, our son is weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I just wear the label my parents is you know it, it is what it is, but um it took me a while to to get comfortable in actually sharing that and it w- it, w- it took until I would say maybe an undergrad at Bowie State University where I found some like minded folks who um I could talk about meditation. I could talk about chakras. I could talk about, you know, what that looked like. Um, and that gave me a different level, I think, of exploration in that space.
0: So I'm getting a bigger picture here on why <laughs> the mindful rebel is <laughs> the title of your podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And that, that actually came, um, so I, I'm in a PhD program. I'm taking a break because it's stressing me out. Um, but I wanted to find a really organic way to, ex- to explore, um, leadership. So that's always been something that's been really important to me from the work that I do to some of the other books I read outside of the mindfulness work that, I, um, books that I read. And leadership's always been something that's been really important to me to really explore. And I wanted to figure out a way that made sense. And I thought about like the communications background that I have. And I was like, I'm gonna start a podcast. And I'm just going to reach out to folks, talk to people. Um a lot of my guests are just like Instagram DMs, shot in the darks like, "Hey, would you like to talk, talk to me a little bit on the podcast?" And that became, you know, the podcast grew um in the first year, it was really purely about leadership. Um and then circling back with my relationship with mindfulness work and my mindfulness practices, you know, a th- theme that I started to see through the work is that a lot of leaders um to be their best selves are cultivating their own mindfulness practice so that they are showing up the way that they need to show up in their spaces. And so I was like, well, let me double down and dive into that a little bit more um, and make that a consistent piece of the podcast. And that's where this whole idea of where mindfulness and leadership intersect, because um, I realized that's a critical piece um, in being you know, what you would consider a good leader, um, that you are able to kind of take time to develop yourself so that you're then showing up for the people that are around you um in that way and so that's kind of been the organic growth of the podcast and now September will be in the 3rd year of the podcast um and it's it's great to be able to talk to leaders in different disciplines whether they're creatives whether they're entrepreneurs educators um light workers in the space that they're always um circling back to what are the practices that are grounding them in a way that allows them to show up organically um, for the people that they're serving.
0: So, do you take some of what you learn in your podcast interviews and apply them to how you facilitate the experiences to align that creative energy for people?
1: Absolutely, and that actually was great segue. And was that was, it? It I
0: figured that's how it all.
1: It, it, it definitely was, and, and that's one of the reasons why I ended up getting um. After being exposed to the sound practitioner work, sound healing work, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to facilitate that myself as well. It's one of the reasons why I ended up connecting with Danielle and going through her um, class around that, because I realized that, yes, there were a lot of folks who cultivated their practice around that, but there are a lot of folks, which I saw on the graphic design side, working with those clients that didn't have that level of practice. And so I wanted to mm. be able to offer something in addition to some of the consulting work I did with my graphic design clients to say, like, yes, you have a great idea. Let's take a pause, slow down and refocus and realign so that then you're able to uh, execute and really communicate your idea in the best way. And so that was an organic way that the sound healing work started to make sense in what I was doing. So um, yeah, I wanted to, that came organically out of the podcast. Like I saw that, hey, there's a lot of great folks that have these practices, but You know, and I think that goes back to the whole idea of access and and what that really looks like that, you know, oftentimes some of these modalities aren't offered to everybody in a way that makes sense for them to be able to um, take advantage of them. And so I wanted to be able to provide those for folks like, what is a sound bath? Like, what is it? What I, I hear about meditation. It sounds like it's a cool thing. But how do I actually develop one of those practices? And so I wanted to be able to help people along their journey of like, hey, here's Here's a sound bath opportunity. Maybe this isn't for you, but in our conversation, let's talk about some other modalities that might be helpful for you as you continue to grow your business and continue to grow your kind of creative energy and space.
0: That is incredible. I actually don't have anything to say back to that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm over here nodding my head. Lumineers, you can't see me, but in full agreeance. I'd like to circle back and talk about this assessment. Yes. It's called Clifton Strengths. or Yes.
1: That, yep, Clifton Strengths.
0: Clifton Strengths, and you use this sometimes in your um, strengths coaching sessions that you do one-on-one with people. Yes. Do you only see people in person, or do you do things?
1: Uh, I do remote over? remote coaching. Oh. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of it is has been remote coaching. I do some um, one-on-one uh, individual in-person coaching, but yeah, definitely uh remote coaching as well. I would say that's actually another component to kind of a response to what the podcast, like I feel like the podcast is like a a case study and it gives me the opportunity to like, hmm, these are the needs that I'm seeing. How can I turn around and provide that for the community in a way. And so the the strengths coaching was another one of those opportunities, just like the sound healing was something that I wanted. And I, I'm, I'm looking at the work in two different ways, like helping people kind of explore their creative energy and helping people restore their creative energy. And the exploring comes out of the strengths coaching, which gives people the opportunity to, again, dig a little deeper and maybe figure out like, hey, let me get a good example I have a client that's um, putting together an educational consulting firm. And so using the strengths with him is a good opportunity to say, like, well, why is this firm making sense for you based off of your strengths? How are you connecting this to help execute mm-hmm. this vision to its highest capabilities? Um based on who you are. And so CliftonStrengths is an assessment that gives you your top five strengths, um, two different reports they can give you. You can give you your top five strengths um, out of a list of or a research-based list of 34 strengths, um, or you can get your full 34 report, which orders all 34 strengths based off the assessment that you've taken. Um, and these strengths kind of give you the opportunity to really understand how you're showing up in the world, which ways are most organic for you. Um you know they're broken down into four different domains like relationship building executing um influencing, and critical thinking uh, or strategic thinking and so you can have strengths that range the the gamut between all of those four domains um and it, again it's it's a really good assessment i I've taken it twice I think the first time I took it was an undergrad, the second time was in my master's program um,
0: was it different?
1: It was different, but when I look at my full report. It was just reordered, so the same strengths were were um in my dominant domain, but they were just kind of reordered a little bit um and so I use my original because you know there's that whole you know if you take an assessment multiple times you you kind of learn it, and understand it um so the normally the first time you take it is probably the most valid because it's New. Yeah, because it's new, new to you. Mm-hmm. You're not
0: beating the system.
1: Right. <laughs> so I, I normally use my my results on my first or um, my first assessment. But I mean, it's 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 been the assessment that has guided me the best in how I'm showing up for people, um how I'm showing up for myself, how I'm showing up at work. um And it really has given me language to really talk about who I am in a way that. uh Different in other spaces. Like, I use the language when I'm interviewing. I use the language. Um, like, it's even helped in relationships, like personal relationships, um, because you know how you connect organically to people. Like, for example, um, my number one strength is relator which means that I value individualized deep connections versus making a lot of connections, a lot of shallow connections across the board. Um, And so I value deeper relationships one-on-one and I build those. So I value trust, loyalty, um, and some of those kind of components. So it lets me know how I operate and how I show up um in certain spaces. And I know that say if I'm starting a new job, for me to be successful, I need to really kind of connect with people in that space right. and kind of dig a little deeper with them so that I can trust them in a space to do work collaboratively with people. So it's it's given me that ability to really understand how I'm showing up. Um, yeah.
0: I have so many things here. First of all, as I'm listening to you describe this, I know exactly who would want to take this assessment because he loves organized and labeled things. He's a big fan of Enneagram. It's the Jesse Granger. Give a shout out, Jesse. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's so going to get this. And then he's going to make the rest of us take it <laughs> so that he can show up and go, oh, this is because you're a Aquarian with some moon rising. I don't know all my stuff. And you're an Enneagram of something. And it would make sense to him. But it really, what I've seen in people like Jesse, it helps them organize themselves and really play to their ease and their natural ability rather than trying to be someone else. Umi's in the studio today. He's on the mic. Hey, babe. Come here. Umi is for cat. Umi is, <laughs> Umi the cat is in studio for spot. the first time. He's <laughs> getting kisses. Come here. Kissing her on the mouth. He's kissing me on the mouth. <laughs> He's my sweetie. Also, when I hear you talking about the Clifton strengths, I'm wondering the assessment. Is it a series of questions that you go through? Is it a?
1: Yeah, it's a series it's- of questions that you take. It's it's timed. It's about thirty to forty minutes that you take, and it's uh it's timed. So you you have to it, it forces you to respond um, off instinct instead of trying to like work the system and, 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 and figure out what response you should do. It's definitely time. So it takes about 30, 45 minutes, but it's a, it's a quick assessment, but again, it it's crazy because it's, it's so real. And everyone that I've, you know, I've administered to students, um, you know, I've I, one of my leadership courses that I, I uh, oversee at Morehouse, I've had the opportunity to share with my students. And I mean, I mean the way that they've used the language and how they're showing up on campus and their leadership roles, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I, it, I love to be able to talk some, you know, oftentimes we get in spaces where we're talking about what we don't have and talk from a, from a deficit perspective, um, talking about our weaknesses or like, I'm not good at this. So I need to put the energy into, into figuring out or fixing my weaknesses. I love to flip that on its head and to really talk about and lean into how do we build into our strengths. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And do you find because it's a timed assessment? Uh, that they did that I know you said because it makes you like react instinctively but do you find it's more common with people that they slow down and they choose to be the person they think other people want them to be before they choose to be who they desire to be
1: I think so I think so I think that it's easy to get programmed in like how should I show up in spaces um you know and we're we're put onto those those Influences daily, like when we're going to work, with family, with friends, with our partners, um, of how we should show up in certain spaces, and, and and I think it's great that it gives you the opportunity to like under the pressure, how do I really respond, and 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 in that, giving you language that really talks to who you really are in those spaces.
0: Lumineers, if you are just loving this, you know you can find Sean on Instagram at Sean. Letter J underscore more. And you can also find him at the mindful rebel. I like your Instagram posts.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I like you. Okay. I like to do this thing where I throw a ton of questions at you. Cool. And guess what? It's not timed. Okay. <laughs> so you can't think about it, but I do like to do it quick. <laughs> so when you're helping somebody facilitate kind of their As we were saying before, it's like their experiences in life that align their to their creative energy. So you're saying and correct me if I'm not seeing this right, but you're saying to them, hey, this is your light. This is how you were shining before, but it wasn't really fitting you. That's why you came to me. So let's put you through some experiences so that, you know, firsthand how you really want to be.
1: Yeah. And I think even for some instances, people just have just haven't been able to acknowledge their light or don't see it yet. Um, And I think that's a, that's a big piece in that, like, you know, I I think back to my experience where again, having all these hats and doing all these things and not understanding how they connect. And so helping people make those connections that like, yeah, you're, you have a full-time job and then you have these interests and then you're starting this business, but what is the common thread amongst all of this that makes this aligned with who you are as a person? And so kind of helping people The whole idea of like maybe dusting off like you know a a diamond like that it's there it's there but you just gotta you gotta shine it up and 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 dust it off a bit so that you can really see um you kind of moving in your in your highest potential.
0: Okay, good. So now that we got that cleared up, my series of questions is going to be: Who is your services marketed to? Before you respond, Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna lay it out. Are they for You mentioned you found meditation and everything in high school. Are they for the high school kid?
1: I would say that it's for anyone that's ready to make that leap to understand a bit more of who they are. Um, Yeah, it's geared towards, you know, folks that are exploring their businesses, exploring some passions. It's open for folks who are ready to explore. I would say that that I think that there's there's something to the work of being ready and being receptive um, because yes. I think you can you can share uh, and provide that. And I think that's one of the big things with coaching is that, you know, it's for people who are ready to to understand and take another step. And I think that it provides you an opportunity to help people talk through um, their own level of development and growth. Um, but it's really for people that are ready. I think, I'm doing I think- <laughs> I'm doing my champion fists in the air. Yes.
0: Because, you know, what irks me more than anything is when somebody comes up to me and say, well, who's your market? Who are you marketing to? Is it for men? Is it for women? Is it for people during the ages of 40 to 60? Is it before this, before that? And I'm like, it's for everybody who breathes. But marketing people and branding people can't understand that. And since you are in the world of branding identity and providing this, I just wanted to ask. So it can be for someone who is trying to understand their marriage.
1: It can. Yeah, it can be for someone who just wants to make like figuring out like if you're in a place where you're pivoting for work, like. Is this where I need to be? Is this career where I need to be or am I, should I explore some other opportunities? It's for people that are, that are just ready to, to grow. And I, I, I get the marketing brain that's like, it has to be a particular targeted demographic that has to niche down and double down to this particular group. And that's important, right? That's important in certain areas, but, but. it can be open enough that the services are available for folks who are just ready.
0: Right. Like, Don't yeah. you think you're double down in your market is, to the emotional readiness of the person.
1: Yeah, that, that's that, that what the market is. Yeah, that is that is a that is a demographic. That's a demographic. That, that's Great. A demographic. That's what I wanted to use. <laughs> demographic. Yeah, we're that's taking a we're
0: taking it away from mm-hmm. ages here to here, and uh, even taking away the race and taking away the regional locations and taking away from if you live in the country or if you live in the city or if you have this much wealth or n- not much wealth or whatever. All that's obsolete now. We are getting down to if you are emotionally ready, Sean Moore is the person for you.
1: Yep. And I think that there's also a piece that is one, I would say, client, customer, coachy, the, the person that's seeking the services, right, yeah. that, you know, you know, as, as a light worker that, you know, different folks resonate with different people, too. Yes. So it's also about like. Yes, my services are for people that are emotionally ready and you know, ready to kind of take the leap and dig a little deeper. But it's also like, do I resonate with you um for these services? And, you know, I get people where it's like great sound bath. Great. And I think about that person. I'm like, I know someone I could connect you with. That may also help you journey a little a step deeper Um, and being able to make those kind of connections. And I think that's really important, too, of, of, you know, creating those experiences and creating those spaces and sharing that with people. But then also saying, like, am I the person to take you the next step? And if I am, that's great. This is what I offer and this is what I do. But if I don't, let me connect you to the next step of someone who I believe you might resonate with a little bit more.
0: Sean, is it too soon in our relationship for me to say I love you? Oh my God, <laughs> this is exactly who I want to keep around me. It's just, you are so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like throwing out cuss words there in a second, but it, it wouldn't make sense. It, I'm just, I'm so excited that you are doing this work.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Before we wrap up, I would love for you to just explain briefly what your services are. Sure. And if you're strictly just a one-on-one, we know that you see people in person and also remotely. Do you also hire out your services to talk to groups of people or come into businesses? What do you do, Sean?
1: all of the above. (laughs) Uh, So I I do offer, so um, my creative services range from uh, brand identity, um, brand identity work. Uh, I offer uh, several different packages that provide folks with um, information and designs that can get their business kickstarted. And um, in addition to that, I do the uh, strengths coaching um, as a separate service. Um, But I also with that um, expand, I do some workshop um, and presentation facilitation as well Um, in the past. I've done some work with the Human Rights Campaign um, and a few other institutions where I'm, I'm able to present out to groups. And um, particularly, I do that around the works of like strengths development. Um, a lot of that work can happen one on one and individually. But um, in trying to create strengths cultures, there's always really a good opportunity to figure out what those strengths look like in the dynamic of a team. And so I do some workshop and presentation facilitation around that. Um, I have a few gigs coming up pretty soon around that. Um, and again, I also do um, sound bath events, which are coming up soon. I have a few. Um, I have one in June, and then I have a few more coming up for July and August, which will be listed on my website. Um, but I also do private sound bath sessions as well um, for folks that are interested.
0: Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Lumineers, please head over to his website, SeanJMoore.com. I am so thrilled to have you here. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for, listen, sharing space. I I appreciate the invitation. Um, Again, I guess just like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jesse just ran into a lamp. Trying to play with the cat. The cat is so wonderful to have, but also a little disturbing. He's been fun. This this might be the last.
1: (laughs) it has been fun. Uh, Just like, you know, you mentioned that I resonated with you when we first met. Listen, it was the same. It was was reciprocal. So um, thank you for providing the opportunity to connect. Um, I appreciate the sincerity. Um, It's definitely great energy. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing space with me today.
0: Oh, yeah. Lumineers, you're going to see a lot more from (laughs) Sean. I can guarantee it. Or we might have to break up because he's like, Jamie Butler, you're just too much for me. Nah, can you please step back? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am now a groupie of Sean J. Moore. Do you have any parting words that you would like to share with the Lumineers before we take off about anything?
1: Sure. Um, I would say um, if I had to say some last parting words, take opportunity to pause. Um, and 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 oftentimes we're always in motion. Um, As a creative, as a doer, we're just in motion all the time. And so take the time to pause, uh, take that time to really explore um, how you're feeling, um, how your energy is resonating, and take the time to restore that as well.
0: That is beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will. I'll do that today. (laughs) (laughs) Lumineers, thank you so much for being here and lending us your ears. Please put your fingers to the keyboard. Let us know what you think about this. Please, if you've liked anything in this podcast today, follow that aha moment, go to research it, go check it out. If we can start practicing every time we find ourselves attracted or aligned with a person, a topic, a thing, an experience that we follow through with it, one day you're going to wake up. Guess what, Lumineers? You're going to have that life that you've always wanted. So let's take action now. And remember, it's not woo woo. It's true, true. Take care, Lumineers. Bye.
1: The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on The Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from The Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com.
0: And subscribe to The Lighter Side Network, Lumineers. I'll see you there.
1: The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.